This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Emma Dunphy. Now, on Saturday night at 8 o'clock, Ireland plays Scotland in the Rugby World Cup. It's a crucial game because were Ireland to lose, they could be at risk of not qualifying for the quarterfinals. They have a very good record in recent times against Scotland, but Scotland played, well, we'll ask our guests about this, but they only lost 18-3 to South Africa in a match that I saw it was Scotland's opening match in the tournament, if I'm not mistaken, and they put a spirited performance in. And, of course, they are ranked fifth in the world, Scotland. The prize, of course, is topping the group for Ireland, which means they will play the All Blacks in the quarterfinal rather than the host nation, France. To discuss all of this now, we're joined by Matt Williams. Matt is an Australian, of course, which brings us some of the perspective from the Southern Hemisphere. He's broadcaster and a regular contributor to the Irish Times, and he is part of Virgin Media's excellent Rugby World Cup coverage. And for most of us who enjoy the discussion and panel, it's great that this particular game is on Virgin Media, and indeed both Virgin Media and RTE will host the finals. So it's good news because... Virgin Media's panel is really very, very good. Rob Carney, Matt Williams and a variation of other people and they have an extremely good anchor. And it's to their great credit that they've done such a good job. And that's important to say because part of the enjoyment for all of us who watch the games is the views of people like Rob Carney, Matt Williams, who really know their stuff and are really prepared to express it. Matt joins us now. Matt, thank you very much for joining us. First thing I should say is you have had a long and distinguished career as a coach, coaching Leinster and Ulster in the Heineken Cup, but most pertinently on this occasion, former head coach of the Scottish national team. Tell me about this match. I watched the 18-3 defeat that was inflicted on Scotland by South Africa South Africans were on top very early in the game. I thought this is going to be a massacre. Didn't turn out to be a massacre. There was a lot of spirit in the Scottish team. I am a pleasure to be here and join you. Yes, I mean this is a very good Scottish team. It's probably the best Scottish team in 20, 25 years. Um, a lot of talent. 
right through the team, especially up front. A lot of a lot of times, Scottish teams have been bullied is probably the wrong word, but haven't been able to assert dominance through their pack. And this Scottish team has a very good pack, uh, very good scrummages, competent in the line out, uh, an excellent back row, good variations, and, and they have competition within the squad. Sometimes the Scottish team doesn't have enough talented players to get that competition for places so some of the players feel very complacent and, and, and except for one or two positions, that's not the case with this Scottish team. They, they are very capable. Uh, having, having said that, Eamon, that, we, that Scotland can win this game, uh, it will depend on their tactics because I think they got their tactics very wrong against South Africa. If you, if you compare how Ireland played South Africa for a very close and hard-fought win to the tactics that Scotland used, uh, it's very, very different. And, and, and to be quite frank, the Scottish tactics didn't work. So the way the, the, the South Africans play in, in defence is they compact their line, they leave 20 metres out wide, but they stand shoulder to shoulder and come up fast. And the Scots were just trying to throw long passes yes. to get to that space and it failed. They, they just didn't work. Ireland, on the other hand, used very intricate, short passing plays and not every time, but they certainly found ways through and around the uh, South African attack. So I, I do think Scotland will have to really rethink how they go about their game. And in the same breath, Eamon, um, the Irish defence against South Africa was absolutely immense. It yes. was one of the best defen- uh, uh, defensive performances from an if not the best defensive def- performance from an Irish side I've ever witnessed. They were sensational. So even if uh, Scotland changed their tactics and and every defensive system has holes, there's no there's no perfect system. Every defensive system has holes. Even if the uh, Scots can identify the space, getting there and attacking it. It will be very hard for them with this uh, Irish defence. So it, it 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 is a game that you know. And I'll give you a statistic: Johnny Sexton in twelve years has not lost to Scotland. He, he's he's on a twenty-four match winning streak, five against club and country. He's won five against Edinburgh, seven against Glasgow, and twelve in a row against the Scottish national team. Wow! So that sort of tells you. Um, the enormity of the challenge that that sits in front of the Scots. They will have to play their greatest game under their coach Gregor Townsend and uh, to win, and they will also have to deny Ireland because it, Ireland will have to play below what they have been showing for the last few years. Yes, and Ireland, I think, have won 16 or 17 tests in a row, which is very impressive statistic. There are, however... A couple of injury issues. Robbie Henshaw has picked up an injury that may prevent him starting. And the latest news this morning is that James Ryan is also not sure to play. How significant would, for example, James Ryan, who I know, I don't know a lot about rugby, but I couldn't miss him. He's a powerful person in the pack. He's powerful at the lineouts. He's one hell of a player, isn't he? Uh, he, he he is Eamon, and, a, and a leader as well. Yes. Um, he, he's the captain in waiting when Sexton retires. When Johnny yes. doesn't play, James is the is the leader of the team, and a line out caller. So, if if James was James Ryan was not to play, that would be a significant 
blow. I mean, Ireland are blessed that they have Ian Henderson, uh, uh, British and Irish line on the bench, who was also extremely competent at the line out um, and did an exceptionally good job when he came in off the bench uh, against South Africa. So he, I would imagine if Brian's out, he would start and then they have the option of, of bringing, bringing uh, either Baird onto the bench or, or some, they have so much depth in that area. That, that they can um, manipulate that. And also you would have to say, as much as I've praised the Scottish forwards, they don't pose the same threat that, uh, no. say, South Africa or New Zealand or France do. So uh, Ireland are well covered there, and you've probably got Peter Romani calling the line-outs, who's one of the best line-out callers in the world. Yes, he's going to captain Ireland, incidentally, on Saturday because he's playing his 100 test match. He's a wonderful player. I I know, as I confess, very little about He's always in the thick of the action. He's not a particularly big man, but, boy, he has a big heart. Giant heart. Giant yeah. heart. He's, he's an inspirational guy, Peter, and, and he, he's very similar to Sexton, Eamon, in that 2019 I, I thought he was finished. You know, um, yes. father time was catching up. And to his great credit, um, he, he's obviously gone away and trained exceptionally hard. He's got... Uh, worked on his conditioning and his fitness and he is playing some of the best rugby of his career very, very late in, in his career. And in the back row, that's not easy to do because it's a, it's the most competitive of positions. All the athletes are in the back row. Yes. It's an incredibly physical and technical area and, you know, the real warriors <laughs> thrive in that environment. And to Peter's great credit, he is he's doing 80 minutes at times in the hardest of positions quite late in his career. And, and he, he is uh, a leader of, you know, pretty awesome proportions. So I think it's – and it tells you also tells you about um, how thoughtful Andy Farrell is and how understanding and in tune he is with the, the feelings of his team yes. to, to make Omani captain on such an important day to, to honour the jersey and the and the contribution people give and that that sort of honouring of the jersey and you know, of the of their contribution it lifts teams it it makes the team more valuable within themselves and I think it's a great move and 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 Peter will I'm certain rise to the occasion. Yes, now the Ireland coach that you mentioned there is fascinating for another reason. His background is rugby league. And that's extraordinary. His son is the captain of England and a very good out-half, but he has a background in rugby league. Did he make the the switch in his playing career or only as a coach? He came across, um, well, let, me, let me just say, I mean, in Australia, rugby league is massive. It's the main, the main yeah, rugby sport. And I kind of watch it in England because on a Friday night when I want to have a bet, I watch St. Helens <laughs> and Wigan. That's right. They had the Super League, Super League's just the finals are, are upon us. But the the and I I was brought up on rugby league. Saturday, Saturday was rugby union, and Sunday was rugby league. So we played and watched rugby on the Saturday. Watched our club this week and played as kids, and then we would play rugby league and watch the Balmain Tigers as they were in Sydney was was our club. And so I was watching Andy Farrell play for Great Britain as it was against the, the Australian team for many many years. Fantastic rugby league player. Yes, tough tough as teak. But he did come across to rugby late in his career. So when when rugby went professional in '96, um, uh, 
that opened the door for, for usually it was rugby guys going to rugby league. It was the amateur professional. And if you went and played professional, you were banned for life. The ridiculousness yeah. of, of our sport in those days was, was terrible. But at, when we went professional, it opened the door for a number of rugby league guys to come across and, and Andy came across as a player. Uh, he wasn't a great success because he was quite old. I, I haven't got the stats in front of him. I think he was in his early 30s. But he certainly did represent England uh, in both codes, which is not easy to do. And then he became a defensive coach. And there's a lot of, of rugby league crossover in defence because r- obviously in rugby league there's no line-outs, scrums aren't competitive. It's just attack and defence. So you do a lot of tackling, a lot of technique on how you tackle, wh- what sort of tackle you do how many people you put in a tackle and so on is very um, tactical in rugby league. And he brought that across. He was a defensive coach for Ireland. He was defensive coach for England initially, did the Lions, uh, came to Ireland as under Joe Schmidt and was identified as Joe Schmidt's uh, uh, successor. Andy struggled the first two years because it's, uh, of, his, of his tenure with Ireland because coming from an assistant coach where you're just all you're doing is you're f- fixated on one area of technical expertise, be it attack, defence, line yes. out, breakdown, and that's what he was. And he was one of the best in the world. But being a head coach is a totally different remit and a lot of good assistant coaches do not make good head coaches because the, the requirements to be a head coach are very, very different. And and, and I, I said to everyone, it's going to take time. Well, I thought Andy might have got sacked uh, after two years because he, he, the team wasn't playing well. They hadn't progressed from the, the World Cup in 2009 where they were pretty poor. Joe's last year in charge, as wonderful as Joe Schmidt was for Ireland, was not a good year. It, it was very, um, it was a very retrograde style of rugby. It wasn't going to win. The team were lost. And i got to say, I thought the team were very complacent. Andy didn't really take them on for, for the first two Six Nations under his control. And then he had, you know, a road to, to Damascus moment and changed the complete style of the game, started playing the lens, the net right. became a national philosophy, and the team has blossomed under him. And there is just the, the philosophy on how you play is important here, Eamon, but so is him learning to be a head coach. What you see with the decision to put Peter Omani as captain is a great head coach's call. Sexton is the team captain, but on this special occasion, they're going to change it. And Andy has done that all the way through. He involves the, the guys' families. He gives them time off. All these old players are saying it's the most enjoyable Irish setup they've ever been in. He's making it fun while keeping the team sharp and aggressive and hard. And uh, that's not an easy, not an easy job to do. Few people in the world can do it. And and Farrell deserves great uh, praise for how he's uh, how he's managed this group. Now, one other question about the team selection, and it seems to me again not the most respected rugby analyst Dan Sheehan might come in at hooker for Ronan Kelleher now the line out against South Africa was a bit of a car crash in the first half in particular we lost the first four line outs it's the hooker's job and in this case we're talking about Ronan Kelleher it was his job to deliver the ball into the line out and the hookers, it's always the hookers' job. There's talk now of Ronan Kelleher being dropped and Dan Sheehan, who I think you and others have described as maybe the best hooker in the world or one of them, is likely to come in. It appears harsh on Ronan Kelleher because people say his, his all-round game against that was fine, it was just a, a stuff. So what do you 
make of that? That is speculation because the Irish team hasn't yet been announced. I think it will happen. Uh, yeah. As long as, long as Shane... Will it be because of his line-out performance or because of the hooker performance? Uh, look, I think Sheen's one of the best hookers in the world. It's it's very tough for Ronan Kelleher because he's a very, very good player. Um, some people have blamed Ronan for the line-outs. I think there was there was certainly one line-out that he got his throw wrong. Um, but there were some bad calls and some mix-ups in the other areas, but the hooker carries a lot of the weight for that. And and I don't think we should be pushing Ronan down or, or denigrating him, but Sheen's just a great player. Sheen's one of the best hookers in the world, as you said, Eamon. He's a fantastic runner with the ball. He's like having an extra centre on the field. Right. He's a very big man. He's a great scrummager, excellent line-out thrower, great defender, great around the park. You know, Sheen, Sheen makes every team in the world as a starting hooker. And But Kelleher going back to the bench, and, and Ronan hasn't had a lot of rugby. He's, he's unfortunately for him, um, had a lot of injuries over the last few years, which has just been very, must be very frustrating for him. He's a top class player himself. But having Kelleher on the bench to come in later on the game uh, is certainly a bonus for Ireland. And, and it worked the other way when Sheen came off the bench yes. against South Africa. He, he really made an impact. But I would certainly expect Sheen to start in that side. And, and I think if we look at Andy Farrell's form as a selector, um, we could, we could, Predict that pretty well. He's he's just picking his best side at the moment, and I and and so he should because Ireland are now entering. Pretty, even though there, there are a lot of um, ramifications and permutations on what happens with scores, I believe there's up to nineteen permutations because of what uh, in, uh, the scores could do and what South Africa do and so on. But let's put it in the simplest of terms: if Ireland win, they're through. All bets are off. Yes, that's all she wrote. So he's going to win out, to win, which you would expect to win this game. And there's some ridiculous uh, talk that Ireland and Scotland are going to manipulate her. Yeah, that's not. I'm sure that's not going to happen. That would be to put South Africa out, but that, exactly. that's madness. Just pathetic. And it's unprofessional as well. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss.
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let me ask you about where you think the game will be won and lost. I mean, first of all, given what one sees and the record in recent years, I would rule out what can be a danger, i.e. complacency. I don't get the feeling that with Sexton around the place and Andy Farrell and this group of players, that complacency is going to be an issue. Uh, I mean, this World Cup ha- a draw has been out for a long time and there were two stars drawn on the Irish calendar. One was South Africa, a week off to recover, uh, two weeks off to recover rather, and Scotland. There is no way on God's green earth that Ireland are turning up to this match thinking, oh, really, we're just, gonna, we're just looking for a quarterfinal. There is no way. This has been drummed in them from, from four years ago because four years ago against Japan, they did just that. They yes. were complacent and they were beaten by Japan. Yes. So I can guarantee you that has been spoken about again and again and again within the camp and there will be no complacency within this Irish side. And they can't because this is a very good Scottish team. This is not um, a poor side. This is a very good side. You know, they, they're fifth in the world and ranked fifth in the world for a reason because they you know, they've beaten Australia, they've beaten a lot of the countries, they've beaten France in France, they've beaten England at Twickenham. This is a good side. They beat um, French team in Edinburgh in the warm-ups. Now, it was a, was a seconds slash thirds French team, but if you aren't on your game, Scotland will beat you. Right. So, Eamon, your, your question is where will it be won? At the set play, Ireland have to get their scrum and line-out right, and their line-out has creaked this World Cup. It was the best line-out statistically in the world the last uh, two years since Paul O'Connell came in, they were functioning the last six nations at 100% efficiency. Now, that is a staggering fact. That means they were making zero errors during the six nations. Yes. Since that time, they've made some errors, and 66%, and that's a big problem. But they can get it right, and if they get that right in their scrum, then like all things in big championships, Eamon, it's the defence. Who yes. defends the best? And Scotland have not been able to score points against Ireland. That's been the great difference between the teams. And if you look back over the last 10 or so years, you know, they, they struggle. Uh, I, I've had the stat there. They've only scored two tries against Ireland on rare occasions. So they're going to have to win this game. They're going to have to, Scotland will have to score three tries. And I I just can't see where that will happen because of the, A, the Irish defence has just been so superb and, B, I think Ireland will also be scoring a number of tries against Scotland. So it's it's a very very big mountain that the Scots are climbing. Who are um, their best players? Who are the danger guys that we've got to take care of? Uh, Finn, Finn Russell, Finn Russell for a, a start is the best one of the best tens in the world. Now we're Ireland are very fortunate that Johnny Sexton's opposite opposite him. But if you can get Finn to 
um, not be able to take the ball to the line. So in other words, if your defence comes up and puts pressure on him and makes him pass quite early, uh, it negates his effectiveness. And that's what Ireland have done to him in the past. They've really come up on him hard and, and not given him time on the ball. But if if you let Finn carry the ball into the line and make decisions close to the line, he is just a fantastic player. His kicking game, his short kicking game is is really brilliant. Um, but he only performs well if his pack performs well. And Scotland have a very good front row, uh, an excellent back row. Perhaps it is the Scottish second rowers compared to what Ireland will put out where there is a weakness in that group. But if the Scottish pack gets some ball, Finn Russell uh, is is a really wonderful player and can do anything with the ball. He showed that time and time again where he gets the ball and he looks up and he sees his winger free 60 metres across the pitch and he'll just drop the ball on his foot and land it on his chest right. in a split second. He, he is a great player. Let me ask you about their game against South Africa. What I noticed was that the South Africans got a healthy lead. But then what I noticed, but you you actually understand, is that for the rest of the match, Scotland, although they didn't get a try, they were up for it. In other words, they chased the game, they didn't quit, and they weren't didn't allow themselves to be entirely bullied. Now, you explained to us, me and our listeners, recently the modus operandi of the South Africans, get a lead and then lock the door. The Scots kept banging at the door for quite a long time. I mean, their, their statistics are pretty amazing in their attack. They, they hold the ball for very long periods of time and they produce more passes than any of the top 10 teams. Right. So what that tells you is what you just said, that A, they don't quit, but they, they believe in a, a game where you keep the ball on the move, you try and create a high tempo, and they keep asking questions. Yes. Um, their problem against South Africa, as I sort of alluded to earlier, was in our game you can't pass the ball forward. It's not American football. So to take the ball forward, you have to run. You can pass backwards, but you have to run forwards. And Scotland can get lateral. In other words, they just pass yes. from side to side rather than moving moving forward. And I feel that against the South Africans, that's what they were doing. They were very lateral. And there's a saying in our game you've got to earn the right to go around teams first by going through them. You've got to go yes. into them before you can go yeah. around them. And the Scots were trying to go around from, from the very start. Now, to, to, to go, let, let me just say, it's very easy for an old bloke like me to say, against South Africa, you can go through them. They don't, they don't really <laughs> invite you to do that. You yes, know, they are I do, inc- yeah. incredible defenders. Yeah. But that would be their, their failing. But if you ever think Scotland's the Scottish team never quits, that's just not in the makeup of the Scottish people. You know, they they are tough, hard, hardworking, determined race, and their their national team reflects that determination. So they're not going to quit. And and look, here's the other thing: they really believe they're in this game, and they are. There is no two ways about that. This is not Ireland against. Tonga or, or, or no, um, no, no, Uruguay or something. No, no, the, no. The, you know, Scotland are very capable of winning this game. Yeah, they, they're the same in soccer. There's a very famous occasion back in the 80s when they qualified for the World Cup, and I can't remember the name of their eccentric coach at the time. He was regarded as an eccentric afterwards. He, he's asked, what's your ambition 
for the world. He said, we're going to win. We're going <laughs> to win the World Cup. <laughs> and in the first game, they were beaten 1-0 by one of the small African nations. <laughs> and it was a moment, but it does tell you, and you, you'll know, I knew a lot of Scots, played with a lot of Scots in, in England, and the one thing they don't lack is belief in themselves, <laughs> even oh, yeah. if it's not based in reality. <laughs> Always. I mean, sometimes there have been, of course, so many great Scottish rugby players and indeed so many great Scottish footballers. But as a nation, they yield to no one in belief in themselves. Oh, without doubt, I am not. And, and I, I think, you know, if I have one criticism of this Scottish side, and as I said, I think it's the best Scottish team in 25 years, they do talk themselves up too much, yeah. and they've done that in the past. And I sort of said, "Look, just don't do it, guys. Just, just believe in yourself. Of course, you've got to have self belief, and you've got to within the team, you've got to be talking up. But publicly, don't talk yourself up because <laughs> you, you just open yourself up, you know, for criticism." And they came out and said they're the best Scottish team of all time. And yeah, you know, can I just I, ask you about our? I know the recent record is shocking. We've beaten them last eight times. We've played them, and you already outlined Johnny Sexton's record against them, which is even more awesome. However, in the back of my tiny mind, I have a feeling that Scotland have beaten Ireland at rugby when not expected to do so and beaten them well. Am I fantasizing or am I right? Um, no, there's certainly times in the past like even Scott- teams that Paul O'Connell would have played on, and like real serious teams. Yeah, yeah. There was a, a, a game at, at the famous game at Croke Park uh, where the Scots won a few years ago. Yes, and, and, and it's the same sort of same sort of thing, you know. Like the, the Celts aren't intimidated by other Celts. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's, exactly. Yeah, they're not they're not intimidated by other Celts. You know, right. you know you're, you're just Scottish or you're Irish or you're Welsh. You know, so yep. so what? We're taking you on. They don't have that aura. That, if that, anything, uh, they have a superiority complex. Yeah, exactly. Like, and and of course, the Scots are the same about the Irish. But it, it's and the Aussies it, are the same about everyone. Yeah, well, it's exactly right, you know. And the Kiwis you know, are very well balanced because they got a chip on both shoulders. So it's uh, it, it, it just goes with the territory. But uh, you know, perhaps in the past, Eamon, but as in the recent past, Scotland weren't very strong. Certainly, when I was here, they weren't strong, and then. Then they spent a fair bit of time over that that twenty years being being down the bottom of the top eight or nine uh, teams in the world. This Scottish side is not that. They have won at Twickenham against England. They've won at uh, Stade de France against against France. They have beaten some of the best teams in the world yes. at home. This this is they're the real deal. Now the the only so this is not in any way being disrespectful to Scotland. I have great respect for this team. The problem the Scots face is this is the best Irish team I've ever seen in my life. Right. So this is not a good Irish team. This is a great, all-time great team. Right. And and that is the problem for the Scots. How do you overcome an all-time great Irish team? It's not an all-time great New Zealand side. It's not an all-time great South African side. But this is an all-time great Irish team that the Scots are facing. So how you dismantle. Uh, Ireland, what tools do the Scots have in their toolbox to dismantle the Irish defence and to score the points? That's really, really hard. I just can't see it. It doesn't mean uh, Scotland can't do it. But as I said, 
they're going to have to play better than they've ever played in their lives. There's going to have to be better tactics than Gregor Towns has ever used in his lives, and they're going to have to get the bounce of the ball all their way, and they're going to hope Ireland have a shocker. Okay. Matt Williams, as always, are extremely grateful to you. I've Googled that Scottish coach, but by the way, the football coach, Ali McLeod. Ali McLeod. Yeah, he took them to the FIFA World Cup in 1978 and declared that they were going to win it. He's a great character, and thanks be to God, he's still alive. He's an old man now, but he wasn't then. He was full of it. (laughs) (laughs) Brazil were terrified. (laughs) But they came home early, and he continued in management. And as I say, he's still alive. So maybe optimism is the way to go. Well, well, Eamon, that's exactly Scotland's. What Scotland? If Scotland lose, they're they're on the plane. So they're motivated. Just, just like Andy McLeod's team, I think. <laughs> okay, Matt, we're very grateful to you. We'll be all watching Virgin Media on Saturday night, and I'll be glad to be watching it. Eight o'clock, it should be an extraordinary occasion. There's a huge incentive for Ireland to do the business, and it should be a fixture against the All Blacks, but that's better than a fixture against that South Africa will face against the host nation, France, whose Antoine Dupont has recovered, Matt, from a fractured jaw, which he incurred two matches ago. That's amazing. And he's going to be fit for the next game. So that's good for the tournament and, and good for France, isn't it? it, it I'll, I'll sort of um, believe it when I see it, Eamon. Uh, look, really? it's, it's, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure he'll make the quarters. They're saying no, I, he will. I, yeah, I agree with you. I didn't think it was doable. It, it's a, it's a very big ask. Now, it's a, it, it, the thing is, it's a fracture. It's not a, not a clean break. If you break, he's gone. Um, so, and, and what they do is they put these guys in hyperbaric chambers. It speeds up the healing process. But he'll have he'll be getting X-rays on the day before or the day of, and they'll make a decision there. Look, I hope Antoine, for him, he's never going to get. He's the best player in the world. It, it, it would rob the tournament of just one of the most beautiful exponents of the game that uh, has ever lived, and. It would also, for him personally, he'll never get a World Cup in his own country again in his lifetime. He's looked forward to this. It would, and whether France win or lose, uh, the tournament is much richer if, if uh, Antoine can play. And I, I certainly hope he does. But I, I would be, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, it. I have heard of people doing this before, but it's been a very minor fracture. He'll definitely play the semis. Will he make the quarters? I think we'll wait and see. Okay, Matt, we're very grateful to you. I'll just give you and leave you and our listeners with that exact quote from Ali McLeod in 1978 when the World Cup was played in Argentina. He said, quote, You can mark down the 25th of June 1978 as the day Scottish football conquers the world. That was the day of the final. <laughs> As, as was later to be harshly proven. It didn't quite turn out that way, and they watched the match, the final at home on television with the rest. <laughs> and, and if I remember rightly, Maradona was playing a bit of rugby during that, uh, that tournament as well. <laughs> okay, Matt. Matt Williams, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Matt is, uh, of course, a columnist with the Irish Times, and like all of the Irish Times rugby columnists, he is excellent and thoughtful. And it's very, very important to keep stressing this, that sports commentary, whatever the sport, is very, very important that you do it well and do it with the right people because it matters so much to all of us, whatever 
our sporting interest. Thanks to Matt Williams. Thanks to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.